podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back with a match reaction, a live match reaction to the victory against Everton. Uh, Chris, I asked you to do it last time, we're going to ask you to do it again. Can you say those magic words? Of course mate, proudly. We won you now. Get in! in. Passports ready, tickets booked. We are all right. Don't get too than carried away. <laughs> Thanks, Matty, for bringing me back down to earth as always. It's all right. Um, yes, we have just would you say demolished Everton? Mm. Second half mm. game, didn't we? Second, Second half, half we did. Yeah, getting our class at us. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about the lineup first of all, Ian, uh, because there were a few changes. There was three changes. Uh, we had. What one change that people have been asking for for a while, which was Matt Target coming in for Dan Byrne, who apparently was sick. Um, and then we also had Wilson for Isak, and I can't remember the last one, Miggy, Miggy for Murphy. Miggy for Murphy. There we go. Uh, were you shocked to see so many changes? Um, not really. I think given that we're, we're, we're or we will be playing three three games in a week, I think we're discussed on the. Uh, the preview that there would be some changes. Um, I think we've all talked about Dan Byrne recently has been found out a little bit. I think he's just looked really, really leggy. Um, and uh, arguably, I would have probably expected maybe his target to come in for the Southampton game. Um, obviously, we talked about the the atmosphere that it was going to be and how they would start off. And it might have been a bit of a risk to to put target in straight away, but. I thought he thought he did quite well. Um, there was Bob maybe once or twice where he got caught out of position a little bit. Thought he did a, a really good job and kind of showed how I thought he was solid and, and that's what he showed sort of last season when he was on loan. Um, so I was, I was quite happy with his performance. Um, felt a bit harsh on Jacob Murphy given his form, but again, whether that was tactical or whether Murphy was was a little bit leggy as well remains to be seen. But um, yeah, I, I was expecting changes, and like you like you said, sort of before, it's not not like we're bringing in the likes of Jeff Hendrick, Kieran Clark for those players. We're bringing in still quality quality Premier League players. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, Matty, we spoke about this on the match preview. Those first twenty minutes were crucial. Um, we expected Everton to bring the game. Was we expected the crowd to uh, to also be on the backs, and. Uh, we didn't do too badly, did we, in calming that storm? I don't think so. No, I think we did We did really well. And, you know, it's rare that, you know, we make these predictions and we, we think how the game's going to go. But at the end of the day, it, football's really unpredictable. It's why we love it. But, yeah. Um, sorry, you can probably tell by my voice that I've done a lot of uh, screaming tonight. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's... You know, that, that was exactly what happened. The first 20 minutes, uh, they really brought it to us. And, you know, I, I, this might sound upset some people, but fucking fair play, sorry, um, friggin' fair play to um, the Everton fans. You just wanted to do two swear words in a sentence. Friggin'. Friggin's Boy, not I, a swear word. Of course it is. That's a totally separate podcast, Chris. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about, we'll, we'll rank swear words some other time. But, um, um, 
totally fair play to the Everton fans for creating that cauldron of noise before the game because it really came through on the telly. It yeah. really did. And, um, you know, <clears throat> I think that sort of affected the first 10 minutes. They had all all the all the um, possession. They really came at us and we managed to just sort of temper that. The shots on target that I had were straight at Nick Pope. No real big chances. But like we said, it was really important to just make sure that they didn't score in the first 20 minutes. And that first half in general, I think Everton had the, the better of it in terms of time on the ball, in terms of clear-cut opportunities. But thankfully, that one opportunity came and, and, and we've went one nil up. So, yeah, it was it was a tough tough first half to get through. And, and I'm sure we'll get onto it. The fact that we've rolled that out, not just rolled it out, but scored, and then just built on that is Absolutely fantastic and totally symptomatic of the season that we're having right now. Yeah, Chris. Um, obviously, that first half it was a bit sketchy from both sides. A lot of misplaced passes, um, quite a lot from our defence um, in some pretty dangerous areas. We we're getting a bit worried that we were maybe going to, you know, play into Everton's hands and, and actually gift them a goal early on. Um, I wouldn't say I was worried because everything we done poorly in that first half, Everton matched it. Every time we lost the ball, they just went and done exactly the same, if not worse. Um, I, th- I think it was a game, and I think he was lad summed it up perfectly on the match preview that we expected Everton come out the blocks and come out the traps and, and absolutely hit us. We knew it was coming. Eddie Howe knew it was coming. That's why the lads just just soaked it up, just contained <clears> it for a little while. Then, as the game get like once again, you was mentioned in the preview, that first goal is crucial. Obviously, with us grabbing that first one, then then that's just our game to win then. that That's all game plan out the window for Everton. And first off, I a bit ropey at times, but I was never, never concerned to be honest with you. Not once. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's almost like confidence, Everton. mate. That's what that is. Yeah, I, mean, I nearly, I nearly jumped in there and went, good for you, Chris. Good for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was concerned. I was concerned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Everton, they do have players who can hurt. We spoke about them, and, and I think Matty, you brought it up that if you have uh, Onana starting, that's a that's a big, big thing. And and, and he did start, didn't seem to do much though. Um, didn't seem to, to get on the ball as much. Yeah. And I think he got an early booking as well, uh, which maybe's tamed him a little bit. Um, yeah. We'll move on to the first goal because it wasn't the first half. Callum Wilson, um, Ian, do you want to walk us through that goal? Um, if I can, can remember, remember it, I'll try. There's, there's been uh, so many goals in the last know. few days, mate. <laughs> um, I think it came from, it was a break in play, and it was the first time sort of would, would opened the game up. Um, I think it sort of broke and Miggy got it in uh, sort of the centre of the, the centre of the pitch and then played it out wide to target and then target played it down like Joe Linton. He's done really, really well. Um, it just shows the confidence he has now of, he doesn't stop and, and go back and pass. He wants to get past players, and he's done well to shift it on his right. He's got a good shot away, and then I think what the, the pundits were saying is Wilson sort of pulls off that back post, so when it breaks, he's there, and it's it's sort of a, a typical fox-in-the-box kind of kind of goal. So I think from that, from that point, it, it kills the crowd, um, completely kills the crowd, because they, like, let, let's face it, they in for the first 20 minutes, were just, every time we had the ball, they were making it uncomfortable for 
any sort of little break in, in decision where like there was fouls or like throw-ins going against them, or it was getting them even more up for it. And I thought that might have an effect might have an effect on the referee. And I think it did. I think they got they got a lot of decisions. Um but what again, touching on what we said in the the preview that if if you keep them sort of keep Everton quiet first twenty minutes, that'll die down and and that's worked until obviously they then went and scored. But thankfully it was ruled off for offside. Just to jump yeah, in, just, so that, just to jump that in came Scott, just before half time. Yeah. To jump in. I thought that, that first half display, how Everton started the game and how the game panned out, was so much like Newcastle of old. We've done this so yeah. many times yeah. where we try our best in, in the opening minutes at St. James's Park when our previous management would try our hardest. Mm. Then, as soon as that first goal, we concede that first goal, you know it's game over straight yeah. away. And you could tell it in Everton, you could indicative. tell it in the fan base. Yeah, sorry, Chris. It's indicative of a team who's um, struggling. Look, no matter what you think about Everton or what we think about. Everton fans, whatever, like um, it really is symptomatic of a team that's struggling in the bottom three, bottom four of the league. Um, the, the, as much as Newcastle are coming to, to, to their home and, and we are, a, can't believe it, like top four team at this moment in time. Top three, top think, three Matty. Top, top three. Top three. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, but like they think if we can make Cauldron a noise, we can affect this game. And power to them like they they made this call this cauldron noise and i think it was ian or roger who said you know if we score our first goal in the first 25 minutes we are shutting them up and we did um and that's not having a go at them it's just i've seen like you've just said chris i've seen that happen in newcastle when we've been struggling against the man united's or the man united comes to town or city comes to town you, you're like come on we're up for this yeah as soon as they score you have nothing to shout about. You're just, and, you're just um, waiting for that moment for, for that team to click. I know we're focused on Everton here, but you, you wait for that moment to click. And we, we mm-hmm. thought so many times Newcastle fans just think, right, all we need is that one victory and then we'll go on. That victory will never come. It won't, I'm telling you now, it'll not come. And if anything, if they could play for the next two years, nothing will improve with the way they are right now at a football club. <laughs> well, that's a Unless bold, things change, that's a bold statement, that. But I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, flick back to Scott ask the next question but that's a different <laughs> question for a totally different podcast that like that's a bold statement that. it won't, won't won't change we've uh, we've had a we've had a donation come in from Paul uh, cheers Paul thanks for thank you thanks Paul for thanks for your support he says I honestly feel that that win was better than the Tottenham match do you guys agree mm-hmm. I can see I where he's the result from. Was yeah yeah uh, I still I don't agree I don't agree, but I would say that because my head, my actual skull nearly fell off my neck when we scored the fourth goal against Spurs. Like, it literally nearly did. Like, it was legit. I was thought I was going to go on an ambulance because I got decapitated by disbelief. Um, but, uh, like, it was amazing because of how quick we scored the goals. However, this game tonight felt totally different in terms of its importance because we were going to, like Ian said in the preview, a bear pit. We were going to somewhere where we can't dictate the atmosphere, where we are going to be the away team. And and if, if Everton even come close to scoring the first goal, it's going to be really hard for us to, to really build our momentum. And we've managed to score the first goal, which was so important. And not only have we scored the first goal, we've scored four. And that yep. is ridiculous. Um, we've been in that position before where uh, even when we finished fifth, we'd go to Wigan away, Wigan away now for the um, Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. And um, we we would... Uh, <laughs> and, wow. Uh, we, well, man, it was pretty good. No, I liked it, uh, mate. I, yeah, I liked it. Thank you. Um, but uh, we went away to Wigan 
and we lost 4 0. And that's what I'm saying. I've seen even successful Newcastle sides of all go to teams that are struggling to uh, stay in the league and we've got beat. We've went to Everton and we've scored four. So I can totally get where where he's coming from, but I would yeah. still give that six one the uh just just a just, just a, a bit just more a bit. special. Well, Chris, just just before half time, um Everton thought they pulled one back with the Calvert Lewin goal. Um he was offside, just um when that went in, were you kind of thinking, Oh, here we go. They're gonna try and get back into the second half, and it was probably the worst time to concede. No, do you know what it is like? I'm so I'm so confident in this team. You know, I think I think one of the stats when we took the lead was Newcastle have won 16 games out of 18 where they've gone ahead in a game. So I, I can't say here and say I'm worried because I, I'm not honestly. I've got so much confidence in these lads. We could have went one nil down, and I would still be confident that that would at least get a point out of it. And honestly, I, I there's nothing in that game, and it sounds ridiculous, but there's nothing that worried us whatsoever. Like nothing. I was expecting Bruno to get smashed all over the shop, and yeah, he did a couple of times. But I thought Everton would have been laying it thick on Bruno, but they were giving him loads of space. I just think not once did I think that I we should basically just just sit back, yeah, nah, just just keep on going at teams and put anybody in front of us at the moment. And I'm pretty <laughs> confident, like apart from Man City, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've 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 only lost. Once to Man City this season, we've got a point from them at home. So even Man City, we can we can turn up against, I would say. Um, obviously, half-time came. There were a few poor performances from our side, you would say. Um, notably, Miggy Almiron looked a bit off the pace. Didn't look like he knew what the game plan was a little bit. And there was also, um, I don't want to say, he didn't have a bad performance, but Kieran Trippier went down with a bit of a bad knee injury, it seemed, and they seemed to be holding out for half-time. Luckily, he came back and he saw the rest of the game out, so I'm not going to look too much into that. I take um, back my last comment then, Scott. That's what worried us when yeah. Trippier went down. <laughs> At that point, I, I was worried a little bit that he might not come back out for the second half. Yeah, he looked he looked a little uh, he looked a little jaded, looked like it, it, it hurt his knee. You can normally tell when a player goes down, just their reaction, and that reaction... Looks like you know a player who thinks his season's almost over uh, just because of a challenge. And luckily he got up. Luckily it wasn't as bad as he thought. Um, and like I said, he saw the rest of the game out. But we're moving to the second half. Ian, um, I think Newcastle started very very lively that second half. They kind of just brushed Everton aside for quite a lot of that time. And then obviously the second goal came. Um, I knew you went through the first one, but do you want to talk us through the second one as well? <laughs> Which one was the second one? <laughs> like, ge- like, genuinely, which one was Jordan, it? Jordan. Was it Jordan. Jordan. Oh, oh, yes. Well, uh, well, yeah. Um, in, in fairness, and I, I don't want to get on anyone's backs after the, a, a great performance, I thought Willick was a little bit anonymous in the first half, but second half, completely different player. Um, and that run, sort of just around whoever the right back was, I think it was Godfrey, maybe, maybe someone else. Gets right at the byline. It's a great little chip in. And then Joe Linton, where, again, this just shows the confidence of Joe Linton. Probably, that's what I'd say even arguably a year ago, even though he had his turn of form then, he probably balloons that or just heads it straight off the turf back into his face. But he's, he's done well to keep keep composure and, and then put that's put with 2-0 up. And that's killed the game because I felt, although that started quite well in the second half compared to the first half, 
there was maybe a period of maybe about five minutes where they the, the crowd started lifting again from even if it was just sh- sh- shitty just dis- sorry crappy decisions sorry chris <laughs> i censored myself there um like throw-ins <laughs> it, it got the crowd back into it um and i was thinking we're, we're gonna go down that road of letting them back in the game and it's going to be something like a, a soft penalty we'll get them back in the game but like I say he's done well to keep composure he's been in the right place he, it's nice to see him getting in those positions as well um, and it's only two more goals until he's in double figures and I'm, I'm like if I would love a player to get double figures it's him I think he, he deserves it but yeah good goal um, I think I think I've summed that one up alright <laughs> now well, that I've remembered it We'll come to you for the next goal, but before that, um, obviously there was a there was a chance by Joe Willick just before we scored the third goal, where he's outside the box, back to goal, and he just turns and hits it so sweetly. And I don't know what Jermaine Pickford did. It is Jermaine Pickford. Jermaine Pickford. Jermaine. I did that last year. Um, is he presenting match of the video. day now? Um, Jermaine Pickford. I think it's it's a different Jermaine, isn't it? No, it's Jordan Genus. Jordan, ah, that's who it is. But he gets a hand to it, tips it around the post. But it was a great save. But it was an even better attempt, wasn't it? Lovely, mate. Honestly, lovely. like like when he took that on the volley, obviously he knocks it up for himself and smashes it. I celebrated as he hit that because I thought that was nestling in the back of the, the net that night, and that would have been up there with one of the greatest goals I've ever seen because yeah. it was unbelievable and it was matched by by a save that was absolutely top draw as well. You, you can tell as much as Newcastle fans dislike Pickford because of obviously his, his history and being a Sunderland fan, he's still a top class keeper. Yeah, he yeah, really is. Yeah. He's a great keeper. And to, to pull off that save, and it, there's a fair few players in front of him as well. It goes through a handful of players. He does unbelievably well. Absolutely class. Yeah, he does. Unfortunately, he couldn't do anything about Callum Wilson's second, which was a, a similar sort of strike. I mean, it was more in the top corner than, than outside, but it was from outside the box, similar sort of area. And uh, Matty, they don't come much sweeter than that, do you? I think even two keepers couldn't have saved that one. I'm, I'm probably going to have to do something I've never done on this podcast before. Be positive. Uh, and- no, I won't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, 100%. But like, I'm going to have to probably um, knock this description off to someone else because I saw the goal, I saw the goal but I didn't get to see who assisted it the build up because I've blacked out I've seen the ball hit the top corner and I think I've done six laps of my entire house um, To be fair mate, there's, there's not much of a build up to it It was out, it seemed out of nowhere it was, He's actually it, got it, the ball then, then he, he plays it off to, to uh, I think it's Wilson Br- was, it not, was Bruno, he's at one it, of them there's, there's a few of them in that area Bruno, it, There's not a build up There's not a build up of, of the yeah, goal yeah. It's just passing amongst each other I and literally honestly, felt like Out of nowhere like, I, w- I was just thinking Okay, we're in a decent position here And next thing you know The ball is in the air And it's in the top corner And I am screaming like a banshee Running around my house Upstairs, downstairs, kitchen Downstairs, Mike lives toilet. in a bungalow to be fair <laughs> yeah. I live in a bungalow and I managed Picture to run Matty, upstairs. Matty run around like Kevin off Home Alone when he realizes Home Alone. My Shan parents left me at home and uh, I was just going wild. And it was just that was probably, I'm obviously it's his best, probably his best finish, or not probably, it is his best finish of, of the season. Yeah. But I am just so happy for Callum Wilson in terms of 
his contribution over the last three, four games, the fact that when he when Isak's finally getting that run of games and he's having this amazing run where he's best minutes per goal other than Erlen Haaland, he's scoring some great goals, he's shown why we spent £60 million on him. I think there's a lot of people, not a lot, there is some people out there who are going to pretend that Callum Wilson isn't a fantastic player all of a sudden. Uh, there's people out there who have probably, you know, they think, oh, well, you know, we'll get another striker in because Callum Wilson's finished. He's not finished. He's a great striker and he's proven that over the last three games. And if you thought that, you're an idiot. Um, he, he really he really has done so well. And he's proved that in sort of, in, in the space of this is this one game. He's proved he's a fox in the box. He's there to be there to, to mop up um, chances. And then... Yeah. He's went and scored screamers. So I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for Callum Wilson. Um, like I said, I only saw the call once, uh, but it was, yeah, I was just so happy for him. And when, when once that third goal went in, even this pessimistic, uh, this pessimistic bugger, Fool. Um, he, he thought that the game was over. So uh, yeah. Was, that that little battle, that I, I know it's not a battle as such, they're going against each other, but between Isaac and Wilson, every time one of those gets a chance that you said, Matty, they're grasping it. And yeah. honestly, Eddie Howe must be rubbing his hands together now because he's, he's got the ability just to field any one of those and go out and, and they're going to score. 100% one of them is going to get on the score sheet. And, and if, you, if you, you add European competition to that, um, again, I'm I'm a guy who doesn't want to jinx things, uh, but whatever level that European competition's at, you're probably going to need one other striker. You need one other striker, yeah. And uh, that's it. again, it's a it's a question for a totally different podcast. It's a question for a totally different video. But uh, yeah, it's a nice predicament to be in. It's a nice predicament to be in. We all know that Callum Wilson has got his his injury issues, and. Isak was out for a good good chunk of this season with an injury as well. So that means that we probably need to bring someone else in. But if you get another person in, there's three strikers. Wow, that'd be a great, great little predicament for Eddie Howe. Yeah, I mean, if you can get three strikers of equal or better quality as mm-hmm. well, who are all vying for that place and who are all taking their chances. Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit when, you, when you've got strikers who want to score goals and they can score goals. Um See- do you, uh, do you think Wilson, his he's form at the minute, might be held because we'll have Isaac? Because let's face it, he's yeah. had to be the number one yeah. striker. Yeah. And obviously, you know his injury injury track record, whereas now Isaac's in, he, there's less pressure on him to perform at 100% every game, which it's, might it's, be... It's not just that, Ian. Somebody mentioned this on the podcast, and I, I can't remember who, but it was a comment in by, by one of the watchers on Monday that said, Maybe because Callum Wilson isn't featuring every game, that's why we're getting the best out of him best every of him, time yeah. he's making an appearance. Because obviously yeah. he's not getting that run of games where obviously reoccurring injuries and muscle injuries can happen. So that's probably why he's so in form, and he's in form without starting games. If you know what I mean, it's honestly we've never been in this position before where we've got two class strikers that are absolutely killing it at the same time. I mean, killing it, they certainly did. And Isak, if the game wasn't already over decided to take it into his own hands and 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 kill it uh, shortly after Wilson's goal, Chris. Um, Hatem Benoffa-esque run, shall we say, um, or Isak Benoffa, we'll now refer to him as. Um, could you believe what you were saying when he when he got that ball from his own half? Scott, we should, we should frame that 
and put it in a museum. That was unbelievable. Honestly, it was unbelievable. It really was. And I think he beat three, four players. I think he beats in the end. Yeah. And but he beats a couple of them like three times. times. Yeah, he keeps on doing it. Then then obviously it's that last one. I'm not sure who it is. Um, but the thing he's going to come in on the right hand side. But he's nah. I'm just going to stay on the byline. And honestly, the, the obviously it, it, he takes a shot, doesn't he? Then it just goes out to to Murphy. Murphy. Murphy yeah. And Murphy's just there to, to pop it in the back. And that's similar to, to what he did against Spurs. He's just there mm-hmm. just to, to tuck it in the goal. And Murphy, for me, honestly, he is like a kid in a sweet shop. He's absolutely loving it. He's laughing his tits off when he scores that goal. And obviously, he doesn't want to take credit for it. Hence why he's pushing Isaac to, to the way fans. Because really, yes, Murphy's put the ball in the back of the net, but that's all Isaac like. Honestly, cool. we've got such a player on our hands yeah. here. Like, and I said it last week, 60 million seems like an absolute steal for the potential that this kid has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Joe Willock must be absolutely forming because he's went from having the best assist of the, of the season <laughs> to being knocked off that perch in the space of four well, of the I, game. I, I, I want to interject because did, didn't the shot take a deflect off uh, Everton player or not? Am I, am yeah, I, am but I the talk? run, the, the run just yeah, but that's absolutely... not going to be given, given as an assist. That's, it's a shame. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a I shame. Think... But in terms of official assists, Joe Willock still got the one like that. Gary is piss on the parade again. Yeah. I'm not pissing on no one's parade. And by the way, the word is urinating, Chris. Is, for YouTube, the word is urinating. But um, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go on, mate. If, if you want to. No, I, I, I was just saying. I just want to echo what Chris has said about Jacob Murphy. Like it's it's it's, it's amazing yeah. to see him doing not so well, but like just just to scoring goals and just being like Chris has said, a kid in a candy shop. Like it's the best way to describe it. He is all of us. Like I know he's from down south, but he's a lifelong Newcastle United supporter. So he's playing for the team he supported his entire life. He's scoring goals all of a sudden. He was brought in as this player who Rafa had to sign because he couldn't sign anyone else. That's let's face it. He brought him in twelve million pounds because he couldn't sign anyone else. Um, couldn't really get him into a system that worked. And then all like, there's so many times that me, you, Chris, Ian have called from to probably be out of the side. And then now, now Eddie Howe's got his hands on him. It's it's the next one. It's the next one. We talk about Joe Linton. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the same sort of transformation as him, but again, we talk about players who have changed under Eddie Howe, and he is one of them. He's contributing, he's scoring goals in this little patch. He's 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 working hard, and I just love to see someone who has Newcastle United in their sort of history and their blood doing really well. So again, long may continue. It's going to keep a smile on my pessimistic face. I think what's happened as well with Murphy. I think yeah, it was probably at the point where. Ten years time, you would be talking to your mates in the pub and think, "I remember Jacob Murphy. Remember when he used to play for?" But now, I think he's he's probably gone in that category of cult hero mm-hmm. in the club Good because point. there'll be so many moments that you'll remember Murphy's grin in these games yeah. and just how much he's enjoying living in the moment, just like us, like Mike said, just being a fan he's of wave. this football club. He's wave, mm-hmm. obviously the yeah, big everyone. grin against uh, Spurs when he hits that that tonight yeah. when he's just laughing when he's put the ball in the back of the net. Honestly, I think right now he's got that that status as, as a coach. Imagine that ten years time, ten years time where old cynical buggers uh, in in, in S- where some of us sitting. already are, Matty. <laughs> well, I am very. I'm much, saying me. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> but like we're sat there in St James's Park, and a, and a big flag comes up of Jacob Murphy pointing at his watch. 
How amazing would that be? Yeah. How amazing would probably that be? gonna get that next season if I'm being fair. Um just before the ESAC goal, I totally forgot. Um, obviously Everton did pull one back from a corner. Um and it was just the corner that went in the back of the net. Totally unexplainable. Should should Nick Pope be doing better there, Ian? Um I think so. when I think when you look at his starting position, I don't think he's actually set when the corner's taken. He seems to be sort of on the right-hand side of his goal and then realises, shit, the corner's been taken, rushes across, maybe anticipates there being a touch and there's not, and it just sort of bypasses him. And that's, I would say that's probably the only negative of the second half, really. Um, yeah. It's a little bit unfortunate we haven't kept a clean sheet, but I don't want to be negative. Um, at the minute, we are... Like scoring goals for fun. Some of the goals as well are like a cure for erectile dysfunction. Like the, <laughs> like the the color. Even like we had two last last game. We've had Carlson's today. We've had Isaac's run. Like it's just an absolute pleasure to, to watch at the minute. Yep. Um, and then we could have had another absolutely wonderful goal in Fabian Cher's shot. Um, yep. which ah, it's gutted. it's I was yeah, gutted for him. It's um it's offside, but it's yeah, it it's annoying because it was such a good goal. Very yeah, similar yeah. to Chiotti's against City, where it got ruled out. Although I, mean, I know it wasn't that a one was bastard, but yeah, but it I, was I it was agree. a good good quality goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, I think Murphy had another chance as well, so it, it could have literally been another six-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just looking. I I don't know how many games. I think it's been at least five or six games where we've scored three, four-plus goals, which I don't remember ever happening in a season. So it's just we're just mint, really, aren't we? Like, we're <laughs> a- actually mint. Oh, it's just class. It's class being a Newcastle fan at the minute. Like, it really, there's, really uh, is. There's, there's one more thing I want to touch on, Chris, before we wrap this one up, and that's the penalty shout on Sean Longstaff. I'm um, glad you're keeping a meme for that. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought maybe you'd have an opinion on it. So um, It's a penalty is, is all that... day long. All yeah. day long, that's a penalty. I'm not sure what the referee. In fact, ignore the referee because the referee's job. Yeah, Far referee's... didn't even show it, did it? It showed well, the ball going into the side of the net. Do you know what it is? That, the, referee's, like, no the referee's job is pretty pointless at the minute because VAR steps in and, and obviously overrule anything which he decides in those sort of scenarios. I can't understand how they've looked at that and thought. Mm-hmm. That's not a penalty because Longstaff gets a ball. Yes, he gets a, a shot away, albeit obviously it wasn't going in. It's not even a, it's a cross, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And he gets absolutely clattered. So is it tackle? I, the, the challenge that's is where so his, his sort of injury came from? And yeah. said, if that's outside the box, it's a free kick. Of course mm-hmm. it is. And I, I was sat here with, with Wallace watching the game and I said, if that's the other side and that's the other, other end of the field, they give a penalty for that 100% because the home crowd and they'll play for the home crowd. And I, I just can't understand how it's another VAR decision. We must be top of the list for these VAR decisions going against us. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying there's conspiracy or anything, but I think there's the fact conspiracy. that we were ahead in the game, I think that had an influence on the decision. It's Honestly, it's absolute bullshit. You'll, you'll see those challenges get given all season. But I, I just honestly, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And Longstaff, like he was hurt after that as well, like. Mm. Yeah, we, he was to the point where I think even Kieran Trippier was shouting at both him and. He's telling him to get off, right? Like to to get him off because he was hurting. Um, I mean, let, let's let's not beat around the bush. The referee today was absolutely shocking as well. Shocking, um, absolutely shocking. So many late challenges coming in on us where he was waving on, and and it felt like, and I, and I don't want to, you know, like I said, it's not time for conspiracies, but it did feel like 
we were just touching Everton and they were getting a free kick for it. It just it seemed like a very biased opinion from the referee. But, you know, we're lucky that we're in a position where it's not mattering because we're scoring four goals in a game, five goals. This is why they're getting away with it, Scott This is why the officials are getting away with it because it hasn't had an impact in in the points and the direct direction that the points have gone. But you know for fine well that that we would be spitting feathers if Everton had it equalised on the the end of that and Mm. and the the game ends in a draw, even a defeat at our worst. But honestly, something needs to, to happen and Howard Webb was supposed to come in and change things probably got worse. Honestly, it, it's just yeah. a horrendous decision after decision and maybe I'll say it more and focus more on Newcastle because obviously this is our team and, and obviously we're going to put things on our spotlight in a magnifying glass but it, it's it's shocking. It really is such bad decisions from the officials and they should not be getting that decision wrong despite what the scoreline is. It's like what I was yeah. saying in the um, in the group chat, Like it's, it's almost like different thresholds like if it's the like for example, I can't remember what game it was yesterday. Um, might have been the oh, it was the the Man City game where I think Party had already been booked. Literally just wrestled Haaland off the ball. He doesn't have a booking. He gets a yellow card for that. So why why does it change it? Um, but it's, it's yeah. Like I say, if that's outside the box, that's given as a, a late challenge and a free kick. I just I don't get it. One thing I do want to touch on is how well I think Anthony Gordon managed the whole occasion. I think how well Howe managed it as well. Um, yeah. It's helpful there was no Everton fans. I think, I think it was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but th- this is what, um, like, I was sitting watching it with Sophie and she was saying, oh, well, will you not bring Gordon on? This this was when it was 1-0. I was thinking, no, because what Roger was saying, it could add to the atmosphere. It could, you could get Roger on his Roger got back. spot on yeah. with that. Opinion, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it was a sensible time to, to bring him on when the game's dead and buried. Give him a run out, a little bit of shit housery as well. Love it. Do you know what he did? He did. He done really well as well. I thought he, he, yeah, he did really well. Do you know what he's done really well? I think the past three or four games where he's come on, yeah, um, he's actually, you know, picked up the game and and, and brought it to them. Um, really impressed, and hopefully we can get more out of him and he can get his start and actually put a performance in for a full, a full ninety or a seventy, um, whatever it is that he will play. Um, boys, we'll wrap this one up. Does anybody want to add anything? Before we uh, before we finish tonight, I think somebody asked a question to see how much a passport update costs these days. Like, <laughs> yeah, Freddie, um, I'll tell like you, Freddie, because I had to renew mine. Uh, it is here. Um, it's blue. So if you're wondering, they are blue now. Um, got one quite fancy ones, now. No, he's got one of them Brexit ones. I've got a Brexit passport. I had to because uh, mine expired Gosh. and I'll be stuck. Oh, right, somebody is the, is screenshot the... that of Matty's confidence <laughs> getting his passport out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to go pre-season to Spain. <laughs> oh, that's America, isn't it? That's America. America. Yeah. <laughs> talking shit. Close. Sorry, talking excrement. Sorry, Scott. No worries. Um, yeah, I think it was like 95 euro for me to renew my passport. So there you go, Freddie, if you want to know. Um, obviously, yours will be in pounds and pence unless... Uh, you know, something drastic happens in the next few weeks, which it's all do you know what it is, Scott? Well. I, do you know what I want to highlight? Right, every single game that that passes by, and, and every single victory that we get, I think, right, this is ourselves cementing ourselves in that that spot for top four Champions League, Europa League, what it might be. And I'm impressed as the next one comes because another victory comes. And let's be honest, we're all confident to a certain degree tonight. Yeah, but we've gone out there second half and absolutely steamrolled them. There's, people are getting put in front of them and thinking oh, maybe this will be a, a tricky one we'll look at Brentford we thought that would be the same 
Obviously, yeah. Spurs coming up to St. James's Park. There's been so many this season. Man U at St. James's Park as well. And I'm shocked by every single one. And I'm happy I'm still in this mould as a Newcastle fan by thinking that ah, maybe it'll drop off soon because I'm absolutely buzzing when we get a result at the end of the day. And I, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'll, I'll come, for the rest of my life, I'll remember this season because this season has been unbelievable. Yeah. Up there with the best. You're totally right. Like, and and, and like, uh, just to add to that, like, it's it's. I I remember going on a sort of tirade a few months back about when we just beat Spurs two one at, at at their place and thinking, okay, this is huge. Just remember this. This is something that we don't do. This is a situation that we are not regularly in. So just drink it in and love it. The fact that this is now on steroids is crazy. Uh, <laughs> the fact that like people have told me that oh yeah, you could, you're going to qualify with Champions League, and I've told them to shut up. It's not going to happen. But if we get any sort of European football, that'd be great. The fact that we are genuinely in the Champions League race now and yep. sort of favourites for it, if I even dare say that, is absolutely mental. But come hell or high water, come negatives or positives, you really need to soak where we are in now and just realise this is amazing. We haven't spent ridiculous money. We have not spent ridiculous money. No matter what anyone says, we have not spent ridiculous money. We've just brought on Isak off the bench. We started Callum Wilson, a player who's been there under Steve Bruce, and scored two, one predatory goal and one great, fantastic screamer. And this is this is crazy that we're still in this situation where we've got a squad now that could possibly qualify for the Champions League. But if not, could be Europa League, could be Conference League. It doesn't matter. The fact that we're in the conversation absolutely amazing and Sunday's a big game hopefully we'll get another three points but always just take stock that's what I would say to every new Arsenal supporter watching this just take stock and realise where we've came from in the last three years and realise that we've got this team that tries and this team this um, club that are constantly going to try and I just think on Thursday night with the weekend forthcoming it's a great feeling it is. It's a fantastic feeling, and we will pick it up and do it all again on Sunday, as Matty said. We do turn our attention to Southampton. There will be a match preview recorded tomorrow for that. Um, thanks everyone for watching. Over four hundred of you. Um, if you haven't already done so, please just scroll down from this video and hit the like button, hit the thumbs up. That's all we ask. If you want to become a subscriber, you can do that. Button's right next to that thumbs up. It's the big red one. You can't miss it. We are within touch and distance of 10,000 subscribers on this channel, and we would love to get to 10,000 subscribers before Newcastle get into Europe. So please scroll down from this video, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to be notified when new videos go live, hit the notification bell, and that will also get you those notifications. If you want to go one step further, we do have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month. That gets you early access to some of the pre-recorded videos, as well as access to the Telegram group, which I haven't even looked at yet this evening. So I have no idea how many missed messages, but I'm sure it's in triple figures, if not quadruple. But I'll be checking that after this video. Chris, Matty, Ian, thanks very much for your time, lads. It's been a pleasure. It always is when we win. And do you know what? It's not like we haven't won many this season. We've only done four where we've had a reactor to, to defeat. So um, it's been a good season all around. Uh, thanks everyone for watching. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you in the next one. Ta-da. Sports Social Podcast Network.